you for tuning in to Jason DeMars Live. Every Tuesday and Friday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I teach on various biblical topics. Get in contact with me at jasondemars.com. Let me know what topics you would like me to cover in future videos. I have free books and tracks available for you to order and shipping is free as well. Make sure to subscribe and click the little bell to get notified when I post a new video. I will continue on. Just want to ask everyone to remember me in prayer. I'm about to leave in, basically as soon as I'm done with this video, I'm going to be leaving for the airport and I'll be flying up to the Seattle area to minister at uh, End Time Message Church in Blaine, Washington, where Brother Jan John Andes is the pastor. So I definitely appreciate your prayers and I pray that you would just, uh, just continue to pray for me, seeking the mind and the will of the Lord in all things in my ministry. I've been doing this now since I think April of 2020, these videos, and of course ministering in the church in, uh, at Bethel Tabernacle in Beaufort, South Carolina, and just, just waiting on the Lord for his leadership. Um, I, definitely, I definitely need uh, to continue to wait on the Lord. I, I, I had, as many of you know, I had done missions and have traveled uh, from 2012 full-time in the ministry um, and doing missions work in Turkey with Iranians. And since the pandemic, things have changed significantly. Um, and I've been waiting on the Lord for leadership to get back into traveling um, long term. And it's, it seems that the Lord is changing directions. And uh, at some point in time, I want to speak about a dream the Lord gave me uh, regarding some future things, but at this point in time, I'm still, I'm still waiting on the Lord, and I feel like the Lord has told me clearly to wait on Him, and He's opened the door for uh, ministry here in being part of the ministry team at Bethel Tabernacle, and I'm really extremely uh, happy and satisfied with being here at Bethel Tabernacle, and uh, my pastor, Brother Jason Watkins, but knowing that you know, we're bought with a price, I don't get to decide my own purpose, my own plan. So you, know, you look at it and you say, my, I moved, I moved down here from Minnesota thinking uh, I would continue the missions work and things haven't continued the way they were due to the pandemic that kind of changed things up. And so we can't move forward unless we know the will of God and when you're in that position of waiting, many times it's, it's a very, very difficult place to be because you feel like you should be doing something, you should be doing more, and, and it's a, it's, uh, you want to meet the enemy knowing what you're doing and why you're doing it. And sometimes when you in that place, you, you meet the enemy still and, uh, and you have that spiritual growl in your heart that you're, you're ready to fight, and yet you think, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Well, I'm waiting. You led me here, Lord. 
I'm in your hands. I don't get to decide for myself. I'm yours. Let me be what you want me to be here in this moment, in this time. So we praise the Lord. With that said, I want to get into my topic, talking about conduct, order, and doctrine. Um, greetings to those listening, Sister Sarah, Sister Jay, Brother Botamani, uh, Brother Lindsley, uh, Brother Kenny and Sister Janelle, uh, Sister Jennifer, all those who commented, thank you so much, and remember us in prayer. So the aspect of conduct, order, or doctrine I want to look at is dating and courtship. Um, there's five stages of a relationship. That's acquaintance, friendship, courtship, engagement, and marriage. So there's the five stages of a relationship. And you go through those stages, each one of them prayerfully, with wisdom, and seek, continually seeking the will of the Lord. A few different things that go into this, important things to understand. In 1961, questions and answers, they asked Brother Branham, is it right for Christian men and women to kiss one another on greeting? No, sir. No, indeedy. No, sir. You kiss one woman, brother. That's your wife. Uh, is it right? Let me see if I got it right. Is it right for Christian men and women to kiss one another on greeting? No, sir. No, indeedy. Don't never get that started. Yes, sir. No, sir. You keep away from that, from women. Shun away from them. Exactly right. Now, you're, there are sisters, now, but don't. They, now, they got that. That, that thing even got over in Pentecost, it's called free love. And when you get anything like that, you stay away from it. That's right. I don't care how clean you are. You're my brother, and I believe you might be a good, sanctified, holy man. I don't care how holy you are. You're still a man. I don't care how holy she is. She's still a woman. Stay away from it till you're married. You just do that. Amen. So, a relationship with the opposite sex is not something to take lightly. We don't date one person, then date another person, then go to another, then back to the first one. That's not the Christian approach, the Christian lifestyle. Every relationship with the opposite sex should be taken deadly seriously. First Thessalonians 5.22 says, Abstain from all appearances of evil. Do not put yourself, this goes for married and unmarried alike, do not put yourself in compromising situations and circumstances. Do not be in a room alone with a person of the opposite sex. Don't do it. The only person, people that you should be in the opposite room of an opposite sex is your mother, your sister, your, your wife, and your children. Other, other than that, you should not be in the same room, uh, aunts, so forth, but you should not be in the same room together with a woman you're not related to. Sister, you should not be in the same room with a man you're not related to. It puts you in a compromising situation, and it looks like something uh, uh, sinful and ungodly is happening, and you don't want to uh, 
have a poor testimony by being in the same room together with someone you're not married to. So acquaintance is, of course, when you meet each other, you know of each other, you see each other from afar, maybe say hi, talk a little bit. But then when you go from being friends where you desire and you feel the leading of the Holy Spirit, not just the leading of lust, but the truly prayer-based leading of the Holy Spirit to get to know this person better, then you move forward into courtship. This shouldn't be taken lightly. It shouldn't be something where you court with this person and then court with another person. It's just dating, just called another thing. When you do this during this time, um, you get to know you get to know each other better to see if you want to become engaged when you're courting you're not just moving for fun though it is fun though it is exciting you're moving forward from acquaintance because you're saying this could be the person that I marry it might not be so you pray 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 for the mind of God and the will of God during this stage of the re relationship Verse Thessalonians 4.3 says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. That's the will of God. During your courtship period, abstain from fornication. Be set apart from the world. This is a time to take that you take to get to know each other. Spend time with each other along with, your, with, with each family. Uh, have your family involved if possible. Have, have someone, when you go out together, have so, some, uh, someone to um, uh, be a chaperone. Be there with you. Spend time together in church groups and in fellowship. Spend to get time together in public, a coffee shop, a restaurant, a park. Pray together over the will of God for your relationship. Don't pray together in private, um, but pray together over the will of God in for your relationship. Don't go into a private place. Don't go into a compromising place. Even a car together without a chaperone can be a, a compromising place. You have to be careful. You have to be wise. I'm not saying you can't drive in the car together. I'm saying it can be a compromising position. Take every precautions. Take every step in courtship with the deepness of sincerity and honor for one another. I would define courtship as being, as praying for discernment for the will of God and getting to know each other and your families better. So after you've started courting one another and when you're courting each other, um, especially in the younger ages, boy, you should ask the young lady's father, would, could I have your permission? to be in contact with your daughter. And, and, and daughter, if the boy doesn't do that, talk to your parents, have them in the loop, have them talking about the situation and what you're going through. So once you go through this process of courtship and you've found, you found the will of God, you found the purpose of God, the plan of God for your lives, now the prospective husband should approach the father of the prospective wife and ask for her hand in marriage. I know there's some exceptions to this, and of course there is different cultures around the world that take this 
way more seriously and have lots of different things involved in it, that's fine, just as long as things aren't unscriptural. But approach the father of your prospective wife and ask for a hand of marriage. During the time of engagement, you should guard yourselves. Of course, hold hands and things like that, but no kissing, no hugging. That's to be uh, uh, left for marriage. You have to guard yourself, guard your heart. You must set clear boundaries not to cross during this time. Be very, very careful. Matthew 1, 20, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in, in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Engagements means you will be married. No such thing as engage, unengaged, go to another person, go to this person. When you're engaged, you've given your person your word, and you stick to your word. God looks upon you and considers you husband and wife when you're engaged. All things but the marriage bed. That's to, uh, that's to be avoided. You cannot be together. You cannot uh, 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 pet each other. You cannot... Um, do everything but the sexual act. No, you, you have to stay the same way as you did when you were courting. Not until you're married do you kiss her. Not until you're married do you hug her and hold her close to you. No, you wait until you are married. You're committed to each other, but you're not married. Again, you avoid kissing, avoid hugging, avo avoid being alone, in a private room. If you go against the Word of God, you'll answer for it and be judged by it. It shows your heart is wrong. If you go against the Word of God and start hugging, kissing, petting, anything sexual before marriage, avoid it. Absolutely avoid it. So, looking at that, you go from, then the last step is obviously marriage. So, acquaintance, Courtship, engagement, marriage. And so each of those steps are taken uh, with, you know, excuse me, acquaintance, friendship, courtship, engagement, marriage. So you have that time where you become friends. You, you're, you're thinking you may be interested in each other. You're praying about it. Oh, Lord, is that, should I begin to court this person? I really like this person. The Lord said, no, no, don't. Don't do it, then okay, move on. Don't, don't lead them on. Don't be in a position where you're constantly um, playing with their emotions. Just, just move on, say, you're, you're, you're nice, we're friends, but this is not God's plan. Move on. All right? And then you start all over again. Acquaintance, friendship. You want to know that you're serious about courtship. Courtship is simply, uh, well, let's move on to become married. Let's seek the will of God if we should be married. And you come to engagement, you're just as committed in engagement as you are to marriage. Maybe not legally in the court system, but in God's eyes, you're committed. Husband and wife, everything but the marriage bed and hugging, kissing, petting, sexual, anything. That's to be completely avoided. Then you go to marry, the marrying, and this is the Bible said the marriage bed is undefiled. Um, questions that people ask very frequently 
regarding Deuteronomy 22.5. Uh, is it okay for a sister to wear pants around the home? Only my husband and children see them. Is it okay to wear pajama pants just around my husband? Well, the question just around my husband, um, <laughs> it's a little bit silly because you can uh, be naked together. You, you, don't have to be, you don't have to wear clothes around each other, so it's a little bit of a silly question. Um, but is it okay to wear pants around the home where only my husband and children would see them? Um, you know, in, in, in my understanding of it, it's just a slippery slope. Is it okay in private to do, to wear pajama pants for a sister? I think that's up to personal judgment. Although I would say, as um, Brother Branham said, you know, I think a nightgown would be more feminine, more beautiful, um, but that would be up to you. I think it's a slippery slope. Um, it's, it's a, it is something to set the wrong idea around your children. It's okay to act one way in private and another way in public. I would avoid it um, just because it can lead to compromise and a misunderstanding of hypocritical behavior uh, is that is what I regard that as a commandment and this is how it must be done um, no I think wisdom would dictate otherwise but um, seek the mind of the Lord the plan of God and be obedient to what he tells you to do in those situations but surely uh, pants are are men's clothes and they're to be regarded as such and a sister should be uh, wearing women's clothes. Questions and answers number three I'd like to ask a question number one is ladies pajamas no let wait just a minute let me read brother Branham reads the question to himself as ladies pajamas pertaining to men's garments is it wrong for the ends no this will be is a ladies pajamas pertaining to a men's Garments. <laughs> oh boy. Don't tell me they can't ask you some burners. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to let you do the deciding of that. You shouldn't be parading around before people with them on. I know that. So that way it would be. But in going to bed, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back on that one too. I told you I'd be honest if I didn't know. I'm going to put my own thought about it unless you want my own thought. If you want that, I'll tell you. See, it could be a million miles wrong. I, I think it'd look nice to have a nightgown on. But if you, but that's just up to you. I can't tell you that because I couldn't back it up. Now that's me, not him, remember, see? All right, so then the next one that comes up, and this is a very difficult one, especially in today's day and age because we have, we have these little devices um, that's basically a tele television in our pocket. Brother Branham says, is it okay to have a television and watch television? Brother Branham, I think television is a curse to the world. What do you think about it? Well, ever who wrote it, I'm going to agree with you. They have made it a curse to the world. It could be a blessing to the world, but they've made it a curse. Anything like that, my dear people, is that is what you look at yourself. All right, so there's the answer. Anything like that, my dear people, it's what you look at yourself. It's what you watch on the television. It's what you watch on these 
mobile computers that are dubbed, that are, that double as a telephone. Television, telephone, computer, etc., etc. It's what you look at. If television is a curse, then the newspaper is a curse, then the radio is a curse. Many times the telephone is. C, C, C. It's what you make out of it. But being that the brother said the other night that there's hardly any programs on television anymore, that's too much money. Poor preachers that preaches the full gospel can't afford a program on the television. So therefore, brother said the other night, I believe somewhere just said, dust off your radio or somebody bring, bring it back out of the corner and listen to them programs. That's right. But dear person, ever who you are, I certainly agree with you. It's become one of the most damnable things to the human race. In there, they take all this here money that should go to the government for taxes and put it off on advertising on all this cigarette and whiskey programs and things like that and write it off the government's taxes and then they come around and get preachers and pull them through the court to get a little money out of them. I agree with you, it's an awful thing. You know, just something you find. Thank you, sister, brother, ever who you was that asked it. All right. So again, there we have a balanced approach, a balanced statement is, is that it's what you do with it. What do you do? What do you do? How do you spend your time? How do you use your time? How does it, how does it fit in with your personal walk with the Lord, your time in prayer, your time in studying and reading God's Word? If it's a great interference and a great hindrance there, then, you, then it's better to get rid of it or put it in the corner. Um, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit in these things. It's about how you use it. And this is what Brother Branham says in God's power to transform. Pardon this expression. If anybody's feelings is hurt by this, I don't mean it. A couple of Sundays ago, I was invited by my own daughter to come into a television set and watch a religious singing. It's at Sunday morning. I wanted to hear Oral Roberts on his program. I told them to let me know. They said, you hear this? This is a great hymn sing. My son standing there told me about it too. I turned that set. We rent from a woman that has the television in her house. I never intend to have one in my house. No, sir, I don't want that thing in my house. I would blow it out with my shotgun. I don't want anything to do with that evil thing. No, sir. Let me tell you about Arizonians here. You've seen that analysis the other day of schools, didn't you? 80% of children in Arizona schools are suffering from mental deficiency. 67% of them was looking at television. How about that? You'd better use your shotgun. Now, don't let the devil spray you with that. No, sir. Now, people, as I said, people act like they don't have to come to judgment. These girls, boys and girls, they had some Indian family, a whole lot of stuff. I think a name, fellow named Mr. Poole is the head of it. And if I've ever seen a modern mockery of hymns, it's the way they handled it. A bunch of rookies standing there shaking their hands up and down. All right, so it was a program that come on that was unscriptural and offensive to Brother Branham, and he hated it. Didn't want that evil thing in his home. All right, this is a prophet. We, we respect and honor what the prophet said. He said this, and he also said, it depends on what you use it for. So be wise. We all have these devices in our pockets. Much worse things than what could be found on television in 1965 are on this, on this phone. Simple and easy to get access to. So it's about what you use it for. Be careful. Be wise. All right, I have about 20 screens left on this, and I need to get going to the airport shortly, and i got to put, put away all this equipment. So uh, please 
please remember me and my family in prayer. Remember the meetings in Washington this weekend in prayer. Make sure you go to church. Don't stay out of church. Um, serve the Lord. Support your church. Support your pastor. Stay with the Word of God all the way. So, amen. I love you all. And once again, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, you can contact me at jasondemars.com. Have a wonderful weekend, and may God bless you richly. Thank you for listening to Jason Demar's live podcast. New episodes are posted every Tuesday and Friday. We thank you all for listening in. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube to watch the video portion of this. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you.